0: Good morning and welcome to Green Tea Conversations, the radio show that delves into the pages of Natural Awakenings Magazine to bring you the local experts who share progressive ideas and the latest information and insights needed so you can lead your best life. I'm your host, Candy Braffle, publisher of the Twin Cities edition of Natural Awakenings Magazine, and I am honored to bring these experts to you. Today in our studio, we have Theodore Rick, owner of Healing Taj, a holistic clinic located in Bloomington, where he offers several healing therapies, including active isolated stretching, massage, and reflexology. Theodore is also the founder of Taj Kinesio Therapy, an energy and soft tissue technique that integrates the body's most powerful energy centers and reflex points to the central nervous system. Welcome to the studio Theater, how are you?
1: Very good, thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: Well, we're really glad that you're here today, and I know you and I had talked. Uh, I'd stopped by your booth at the Healthy Life Expo. You have been an advertiser with Natural Awakenings for years, years even before I had purchased the magazine. So, thank you. We always a- appreciate the support of our advertisers. And you and I were talking about some of the different techniques that you that you um, offer at your clinic. And one of the things that we were talking about that just got me so interested was the importance of flexibility. And so I want to talk about that today. But before we get started in that, I really want to have you introduce our listeners to who you are. So give us an idea of who you are, what it is that you do, and kind of how you came about doing it.
1: Sure. Well, I got into flexibility probably at a young age, working on my family, of course. And I, uh, it inspired me. Everyone seemed to like what I did. I started going to massage school probably around 2002 with Sister Roslyn School of Massage. And I would dabble in different different survival trainings after that and different wilderness classes. And I'd always find myself working on people, doing body work, stretching out different pain or aches that people had in the woods. And it, uh, people loved it. People always drew me back, like, you got to keep doing that. you got to keep doing that. And here I am today, after all these years of training and working with people, and I'm just here to really in- inspire people to keep their body loose and flexible, and the, the benefits are magnificent. It's beyond what people really think flexibility can do for the body.
0: Now, y- when you were growing up and even now, you've been an athlete, right? Correct. And so you really understand the importance of of keeping that physical body um, flexible, especially as an athlete, you, you use that all the time. So what, um, when you say that you were taking some survival classes and different things, what, what was that about?
1: Well, I have done many different classes. I've went out to, I worked with the National Outdoor Leadership School. We were hiking, backpack hiking in the Himalayas for a month. Other classes I would go to would be the Boulder Outdoor Survival School, which is before Tom Hanks did his Castaway movie. Sure, he would not trained with with those guys, and so that that class with the Boulder Outdoor Survival is amazing. It really draws you into learning about nature and how nature can really help you. The more things you know, and it's it's about not being scared of nature, but really learning. And appreciating. And so that's why I was always I there. I was always drawn into what else can I learn about nature and involving stretching and massage and flexibility, working with my hands without any real tools to really help people was another big draw of bringing those two together. And that's what I do today, working as a naturalist and a body worker.
0: So you really just are able to integrate all of that. So let's talk about some of the benefits of flexibility. So... I, I was telling you earlier, you know, when I was in my twenties and thirties, I probably didn't think about it as much. You just you respond pretty well, you recover pretty well from different things that you are doing. But now, as I'm in my fifties, I'm really noticing the need for flexibility, the need to have um, better mobility, better flexibility. So let's talk about that a little bit. What are what are some of the benefits to having good flexibility.
1: Well, a couple of main benefits that you mentioned that I can see as benefits um, just because you would mentioned some things that you maybe you've maybe hidden from your your past like you get an ache and then you start to adjust or compensate your body's movements. It's like you used to use your left arm to pick this bag up and now you're moving now you're using the right arm. So there's this already a change going on. When you're lifting, that's affecting your shoulder. That's affecting into your spine. So the benefits of flexibility is keeping that balance and that pressure in from your right arm, your left arm coming into your spinal muscles, keeping that open so there's not getting those pinched nerves.
0: And the pain that comes along with that.
1: That's right.
0: You know, it's really interesting that you say that because... we're we're really not aware of how much we we do that, where we adjust for any kind of minor aches or pains that we have, and I, I'm sure that there are a lot of people like myself who, once you start to really become more aware of it, it's like, wow, you know, what can I do to get back that? Because we don't think about it so much if we if we've already made that adjustment for it.
1: Yeah. So I mean. Just taking care of yourself is, you know, what are you going to do to take care of yourself, right? You, you understand in your brain, i got to take care of myself. But not everyone's going to take your arm and show you um, what's going on. When I people meet me, I'm like, they're walking by at a store, and I'm set up as a booth. Or like, you want me to show you a magic trick? <laughs> and they're like, what? Oh, I'm going to show you a magic trick with your arms. <laughs> and... Majority of the people have a huge difference in their mobility in their left arm versus their right arm. There's little bit of differences, you know, with the rotation and the movement of bringing your arm back. But generally, there's always a difference, and that's creating different pressure in the spine.
0: And so, when I saw you at the Healthy Life Expo, you you did that. You did some testing for me. To try to determine how much flexibility I have. And there was one side of my body that was much less flexible. And one of, so tell us some of the things that you do to like test it. And keeping in mind that we're on the radio, so uh, just kind of describing what a, a test might be for, say, my arm, my arm and shoulder.
1: Well, it's not that complicated. I'm, all I'm doing is grabbing your, uh your shoulder, so it doesn't move or compensate, compensate is like you start moving your torso instead of your arm. I just want to move your arm, so I'm holding your shoulder down, and we're bringing your arm back to a point where it stops it's supposed to be nice and smooth when we start when it starts slowing down and or then coming to a stop. you know that there's something going on you've a lot of times you you can feel like you hit a bone or it's like You know, it shouldn't go any further, but 99% of the time, it's supposed to be able to move further, like smooth movements. You don't want to be running a marathon, running, wearing yourself out because your tissues can't move.
0: And that's what was really interesting, I think, too, is as you were doing it, um, as you were doing the stretch on me, I could feel, and you stopped immediately, but I could feel where I wanted to start kind of moving my body forward, moving my torso forward. Like at a certain point, you can, you know, hold your arm back and it's comfortable. And then it gets to the point where you feel like, okay, that's as far as I can go. If I want to get it higher, I'm going to have to move my body forward.
1: Correct. And that's what a lot of people do. They they get all this tension in the shoulder, the neck, or wherever, and they compensate. They They're reaching back the arm doesn't move anymore and then it's just an automatic response they just start bending their torso forward to pick up the bag or whatever they're trying to do or exercise it's hard to strengthen a muscle that doesn't move
0: and so when you're talking about flexibility besides our arms and shoulders what other parts of our body do you like test for to see what the flexibility is
1: i'll well, majority when people come in for their first initial assessment, I'll check their shoulder flexibility because half of those tissues are coming up and affecting the neck and the head, as well as coming down into the lower back. And those, com- those muscles also, of course, come into the front of the chest, into the front of the, the sternum, which is the bone right in front of your, your chest there. I'll also check the flexibility of your legs because your hips are basically your base. Your Since your legs, your feet aren't attached to the ground, your legs come up to your hips, your torso comes to your hips, your hips are your base. So the more we can help and understand what's going on with your, with your hips, the more we can uh, help you further in your mobility. So we'll check out the, obviously we'll check out the leg mobility as well.
0: And so I know I've had some knee pains at different times and uh, do notice how much of a difference it makes if my knees hurt. What it happens to my back. And so is that because your, your hips are that base? Like I'm overcompensating with my knee or for my knee somehow that's causing kind of tension in my back and my lower back?
1: So say again, you're having issues with your, you've been having issues with your knee specifically then? Yes. So again, yeah, a lot of the tissues coming from the hip are coming down into that knee. But then you have all the tissues from the foot coming up into the knee. So it could be one or the other. You know, we'd have to look at that and see what's really going on. Is the foot? Is the hip? Is it all the above? You know, we try to clean it all up and leave no stone unturned.
0: Well, good. So now when we come back, we're going to continue to talk to Theodore about the work that he does and some of the different modalities that he offers at his practice. So to learn more, you can visit... HealingTaj.com and that's T-A-J.com or call 952-922-1478 You're listening to Green Tea Conversations on AM 950 The Progressive Voice of Minnesota and we will be right back. Welcome back Green Tea Conversations, where we delve into the pages of Natural Awakenings Magazine and talk to the professionals who share their expertise on natural health with you. I'm your host, Candy Brothel, and today we're talking with Theodore Rick, owner of Healing Taj, a holistic cli- clinic located in Bloomington, and founder of a unique healing therapy called Taj Kinesia Therapy. So just before the break, we were talking about the importance of flexibility and how uh, at different times, depending on what we may be having some pain or some inflexibility in, will compensate for that in another part of our body, which then can also cause us uh, pain as well. And so I kind of mentioned about knee pain. Um, thankfully, I'm not having that now. It's just at different times, you know, um, different things that happen, uh, sometimes with gardening, that kind of thing, um, which, by the way, is getting harder and harder as I get older. <laughs> I really need that flexibility back. Um, but the importance of just having being very, very flexible and what that can do for us at a very young age, but also as we age. So before the show, you and I were talking a bit, and you were talking about um, that even youth, even young people as young as 10 years old could have um, flexibility or mobility issues, just like somebody who's my age, say.
1: Correct, yes.
0: And so do you work with kids quite a bit in helping them with the flexibility?
1: I do. I used to work... In a Montessori school, and at the school, I would stretch out all the kids. And, you know, you think uh, people think that kids are all flexible. I was like, oh, I wish I was a kid again. And and checking out all these kids' uh, flexibility, everyone is different. You know, look at how your birth was. You were rolled up in a ball for nine months, and then you're born. Are you standing up straight right when you're born and walking around? no. You know, you're still laying on one side, laying on one shoulder. There's always one shoulder that ends up getting overused or overslept on and just, I'm going to use the word adhesions, start to lock up into the body. You know, whether you've had an injury or not, many people have what's called an adhesion. It's basically the glue inside of the tissue sticking together and the joint is not working as well as it could be. So, yeah, we definitely work on children for sure. And obviously if you had, had issues when you were a kid, and I work, talk with adults, and they're like, well, I never had the flexibility, that doesn't mean you can't have it now.
0: And so what are some of the, to help them g- regain some of that flexibility?
1: Well, a lot of, I do a lot of different stretching, rehab kind of work, uh, massage work, Deep tissue, many forms of like active movements where you're actively helping as I'm working on the body, whether it's deep tissue work or flexibility work. Sometimes I'm doing very passive work where you're pretty much passed out half asleep. So I work. (laughs) But your body is like an onion. If I just did one technique, a lot of times we'd only work on one layer. Your body is not just one layer. There's so many different layers, and each one has a different way to open up that area.
0: And so let's, let's talk a little bit about that because um, give us some examples maybe of some of the kind of stretching exercises that you might do with somebody who has, um, say, an inflexible shoulder. They're having trouble being able to reach back more than, say, 45 degrees.
1: Well, for someone who's having some shoulder issues, obviously uh, we'd probably be working on doing some manual therapy, opening up the pectoral muscles in the front of the chest. Now, your shoulder really begins about right underneath your your neck muscles, right in front of your neck. So starting right there is a lot of the beginning points of opening that up. So I might be doing... Uh, deep tissue working with my my fingers to help slowly open up knots and almost like what some people may describe bubbles or bumps inside the skin that's like that's like adhesions or the tissue locking together and so again doing doing the deep tissue doing active stretches doing inactive stretches Sometimes what it's do you mean
0: what is the difference between an active stretch and an inactive stretch
1: so an inactive is where you aren't doing anything it's me, the therapist i'm usually I'm usually moving your arm in into different ranges of motion while working open the tissue okay an active stretch is where you're actively moving where i'd like you to move as i 'm working on the tissue or assisting with the movement moving you further
0: and so with the stretching exercises do you then recommend that people continue to do that at home between the between the appointments do you give them like exercises that they can do at home as well
1: i do yep yep we have exercises for sure to show people to help continue what we what we are working on
0: what you've already started.
1: Yep. It definitely helps speed up the process and opening up the body to where we would like it to get to. Mm-hmm.
0: And so when you're working on different adhesions, you said, which are or some of the knots or some of the the tissue that's kind of hardened up, would you say? Correct. Um, and you're working on that. You use different techniques to do that as well.
1: Yeah, and so when uh, a, an area is really locked up, a lot of times I'll use different tools that I've developed, uh, in the form of the some, what the, 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 the kinesiotherapy, and so I'll use some different tools that really help open up from scar tissue to these adhesions, and the adhesions are the old could be the old patterns of overuse, to the scar tissues, which is usually an. Could be from the an injury, a fall, a cut, a surgery, any of that, and we use the types kinesiotherapy tools to really help open up those or to help activate the muscles because a lot of times there's an injury, the muscles have been shut off there 's a nerve interfering probably due to a muscle is trapping that nerve, or there 's a bone away because obviously. This work works really well, but sometimes you obviously need other therapies like chiropractic to help help shift things as well.
0: So you, you can kind of recommend for people different types of therapies that they can use. When we come back, we're going to kind of get into that technique that you've developed called Taj Kinesia Therapy and uh, some of the tools, and hopefully you can describe for us some of the tools that you use uh, with that method as well. And so for people who want to learn more about what theater does and to make an appointment, they can visit HealingTaj.com, and that's HealingTaj.com, or call 952-922-1478. Again, that's 952-922-1478. To read the online version of Natural Awakenings Magazine, visit naturaltwincities.com. You can find a podcast of this show on am950radio.com, on Apple and Google Podcasts, and anywhere you get your podcasts. You're listening to Green Tea Conversations on AM950, the progressive voice of Minnesota, and we will be right back. Green Tea Conversations, where we delve into the pages of Natural Awakenings Magazine and talk to the professionals who share their expertise on natural health with you. I'm your host, Candy Brothel, and today we're talking with Theodore Rick, owner of Healing Taj, a holistic clinic located in Bloomington and founder of a unique healing therapy called Taj Kinesiotherapy. So just before the break, we were starting to talk about um, some of the Um, different ways that you use stretching to help people regain some of their flexibility. And another thing that you and I had talked about was uh, the importance of having good mobility. So flexibility and mobility kind of go together. But uh, let's talk a little bit about the importance of of good mobility.
1: Again, the importance of good mobility is a lot of times beyond what we can really imagine just your nervous system it can heavily be affected by the compression of your flexibility, your you not being flexible, mm-hmm. your muscles pinching nerves, on all the systems that are associated with your spine. If I'm looking at you right now, and I see three people, I go to the doctor like, you know, this has happened. People have gone to the doctor like. What's wrong with me? There's something wrong with me. I see three people. I can't run anymore. My you know, I don't feel good. And people have been like told by doctors there there's some they're not sure what to do. And if you look at the nervous system, the powerful nervous system that's communicating with your entire system, you know, and telling your your liver to detoxify or your eyes to work properly, your your dizziness, people that get dizziness, you know what's going on there? A lot of times it's the tissues inside the in, near the ear and all that. So the benefits of flexibility is huge, helping your body detoxify, helping your body absorb nutrition, you know if, if your cardiovascular system is being squeezed and not being able to flow as well you're not going to get the nutrition that you need as fast as you would like it from um, areas in the body to heal to just be able to to be able to run play jump all the other things that we usually associate flexibility with but think about the detoxing and helping your body heal better from all sorts of different things i mean it's it's amazing what the body can do when you allow when you allow it to, to work properly by taking away a lot of the stiffness in the body.
0: Mm-hmm. It's really interesting because I guess I wasn't even thinking about all of that. You know, when you think about mobility, you think about the ability to move and be able to even just sit up, right, as uh, somebody who takes care of elderly people. We really try to keep people as active as possible and have them do as much for themselves as possible just because as soon as they start to lose that, they lose it very quickly. Um, But I wasn't necessarily thinking about uh, detoxifying, you know, the detoxification process in the body and just our ability to get proper nutrition in that too uh, when it comes to our flexibility.
1: Yeah, it's hugely important You look at... When a therapist is working on you, what are they touching? They're touching your skin. That is like one of your biggest uh, organs in the body. It is your biggest organ, right? (laughs) And what do you, you know, when you're younger and you look in the mirror and stuff's coming out of your nose, right? It's like pimples, zits. That's your body detox. You don't need uh, chemicals or drugs to cover that up. Oh, I have acne. I got to cover this up. I got to put makeup over it. I don't want to feel to see that. All right, you did that, but what's why is your body doing that? Your body's detoxing something through your skin. It's getting rid of something could have been in your food, you know, could have been in your clothes, something you breathed in, who knows what, but it's coming out of your skin. And your skin is a huge part of your body's detox. So when you're opening up that skin, again it's starting to be able to breathe.
0: So Out of curiosity, and this might be kind of an odd question, but if somebody is having a lot of acne issues, do you find that that's related to their uh, flexibility or to something that's happening with their muscle systems as well?
1: I haven't followed that that closely to give you any kind of answer on that one.
0: It was just interesting that you were talking about that. So I thought, hmm, I'm going to ask out. Um, So some of the other techniques that you use is uh, something that's become kind of popular with our last Olympics is the cupping. And we don't want to get into it too much because I know uh, we want to really start talking about your Taj kinesiology, uh, kinesiotherapy as well. Um, But cupping has kind of gotten some interest after the last Olympics. A lot of the swimmers were using it, uh, to help with their stiffness and muscles and that. And so they were being shown without, as they're going into their events and it's showing these big round kind of red circles across their back and shoulders. So what is cupping? What is it used for? And how does it help with our flexibility and mobility?
1: Well, again, if you look at those big circles on people's backs, if you look closely, there a lot of times there's different patterns going on inside there. And they're, it's working on the skin, and it's pull, again pulling a lot of different toxins out. It's stretching out the fascia. It's a long, prolonged stretch is what's going on when they put the cups on there for the period of time that they're on there for. Mm-hmm. So it's like someone pulling your skin for an extended period of time through in a lar- much larger area than, like, a pinch. Uh, it's, so it's opening up the tissue, helping the body detox. Um,
0: and this is a, an ancient technique.
1: Correct. Yeah, people would use, you know, a lot of times you'll see plastic cups now or glass. Originally, I think they would use uh, bamboo. People still use bamboo.
0: Mm-hmm. And so the cupping technique is actually, it's, uh, if you're using, like, a glass c- cup, it's actually a suctioning, or how would you yes, describe it creates, that?
1: Yes, it creates suction, whether mm-hmm. it's a mechanical suction or through uh, the fire cupping, which people will put a little bit of fire and alcohol in there, it'll light up, and then you quickly put it on the body, and it basically pulls the skin up, creating that, that suction, and it doesn't fall off. So either one... I I see they're all beneficial. The fire cupping actually creates um more heat and some people like that. Um I have, you know, I've done a lot of cupping and I've developed different forms of cupping as well to work. So, for I different things yeah, for different things I'll <laughs> sometimes cup as well as doing different modalities at the same time.
0: So, let's talk about this unique therapy that you've developed and that you've named now Taj Kinesia Therapy. And um, from what I understand, you've kind of taken the best of the things that you've, that you've um, used and developed your own therapy with it. Is that correct?
1: Correct. Yeah, w- working on so many varieties of, of clients over the years, you know, I had to keep developing my techniques because one, you know, one thing just wouldn't work and and this other thing wouldn't work, but it always worked with everybody else. So I had to keep growing and developing if I was going to feel like, if I felt like I was going to be able to even stay, keep my practice running. You know, I was sure I'd be able to help a lot of a lot of people who maybe didn't have these conditions, but it just... These more challenging conditions that I worked on just drew me further and further. And developing taj kinesiotherapy, some forms of it helping open scar tissue, some forms of it being um, more just almost like gentle acupressure, acupressure points, um, whereas more like a almost energy therapy. To other point, other therapies upon, on that, where we're almost micro-isolating isolated, uh, isolating different points with uh, movement.
0: And when you say different points, what do you mean?
1: So when I'm working on uh, maybe a shoulder and there's like a certain adhesions or something like that, sometimes I'll hold those points as one form and doing different stretches. Or the more uh, ener- energetic level holding different different points on your hands or your feet. Now if you look at your hands and feet, you know, they're far away from your shoulder. Why what would that have to do with my hips or anywhere else in the body? I'm having I'm having a headache. Why are you working on my hands and feet?" some people may say. Mm-hmm. And I get that a lot. Your your body is like a bridge. All right? If you look at a bridge, where cars drive over every time you take a part of the bridge away, what's going to happen? It's going to shift and it's going to affect the whole thing, right? Mm -hmm. Your hands and your feet are not separate from your shoulder. Your whole body is fully connected. You go into school and they teach you this muscle and then this muscle and this muscle, but they a lot of times don't tell you everything is actually connected and affecting each other. So the tension in your hand can affect your shoulder. The tension in your foot Can easily affect your hip and everything up from that. The whole science of reflexology is a study of the maps on the body, really, on your hands, your ears, and your feet, where your whole body is mapped out on these areas. And you can affect the whole entire body through your hands, feet, and ears. So it's tremendous what you can do by just working some points on the hands and feet and ears, I just developed some of the most important points um, from my experience and using those, integrating those into what I do.
0: So what would be like a a difficult um, problem that somebody would come in with that you might be able to use this technique with?
1: Well, a lot of people like um, PTSD, a lot of traumas, Um, that'd be more the... Um, this form of where I'm, if I'm using the gentle Taj K points, that'd be a lot of like the emotional side, right? So pretty much anything you can see where there's a trauma involved, uh, mental, physical, whatever, all comes down to, you know, a lot of times being uh, emotional trauma in a way.
0: So last week uh, we, were, we were speaking with, uh, for our listeners, we were speaking with a psychologist who was talking about, about the um, trauma and what happens in our body. So basically what you're saying is you're working on the physical side. So when we have trauma, it shows up, it manifests itself within our body, within our muscles and our joints and all parts of our body. So you're working on the physical side of that with the Taj K.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's physical, mental, emotional. It's all it's all together. Once again, right? <laughs> it's all connected. It's all connected. <laughs> and, I mean, even I it was one other thing that was like when you're working on a point, it can someone can have a lot of pain, and the Taj k points has really helped with that as well.
0: So to learn more about what theater does and to make an appointment, visit HealingTaj.com or call 952 1478 To read the online version of Natural Awakenings magazine, visit com. You're listening to Green Tea Conversations on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota, and we will be right back. Welcome back to Green Tea Conversations, where we delve into the pages of Natural Awakenings magazine and talk to the professionals who share their expertise on natural health with you. I'm your host Candy Brothel, and today we're visiting with Theodore Rick, owner of Healing Taj, a holistic clinic located in Bloomington, and founder of a unique healing therapy called Taj Kinesio Therapy. So just before the break, we were really kind of delving in a little bit more into what Taj Kinesiotherapy is and how you use it with your clients. And uh, one of the things that I want to go back to is in the description of it, it says that it's it's using... Um, I want to get this right, so i 'm going to look it up here. Uh, an energy and soft tissue technique that integrates the body 's most powerful energy centers, and you were saying it really helps to connect back to the uh, central nervous system
1: correct, helping to balance out your whole body there 's some imbalance that you might be experiencing it could be social it could be coming out as pain or just just unknown trauma of. In the body, that's a trauma. There's a dis- so there's a disconnect, usually in the body. You've somehow separated yourself from it, and the tajiki really has helped integrate and reconnect those points, working with your central nervous system to reconnect that.
0: So, what do you what do you see people who have come to you uh, for the therapy? How has it changed? Their lives. How has it improved their um, their physical and emotional and all aspects? I would imagine.
1: Correct. I mean, from people be able to, to be able to walk again, run again, um, get over their traumatic trauma from from war. When I'm working with uh, veterans, uh, to you know people who have had. Uh, hip replacements, knee replacements, all of that working through the scar tissue, getting them moving again, uh, opening up the tissues through the lungs and helping people breathe again, you know getting the getting the ribs and the the pressure off of your heart and your lungs is huge right so, so being so like, able
0: to breathe in deeper to, and having healthier
1: correct, yeah, just all of the so all of the above, and uh, obviously working with working with children and helping helping them when you see children walking around with are walking on their on their toes, helping to balance out the tissues in their legs. Even with adults, I've worked on adults and after working on their legs, and they're like, "Oh, my heel is touching the ground again." And you know, their heel was touching the ground when they came in, but but. As you know, you, if you live in your body long enough, if you start to know where you're, where you you are in time and space. Are you, are you leaning too far forward? Are you leaning too far back onto your heels? So we like to create that balance, where you're, you're centered on your feet,
0: and you're able to have more, more balance, more mobility and flexibility.
1: Correct. That. that helps the whole body.
0: Now, one of the things that you also work on is uh, scar tissue. How does What is uh, having some scar tissue in our body? How does that affect us?
1: Well, imagine for some of you, you might already have this. And others, you can just imagine, uh, you know, you get some glue and you squirt it on the table. What happens to that glue? It hardens. I mean, that's like the solidness of scar tissue. Some people can just, they know they have scar tissue and they can reach over their their surgery area or their arm, and they can feel that kind of really hard tissue. It almost feels like a bone, all right? So you can imagine what's happening in that area. Is blood flow getting through there? Are your nerves able to communicate as well as they could? It's All this is about getting the light and the switch to work better. If the light switch works, but there is some kind of disconnect In the wiring to the light bulb, where the light bulb is starting to flicker, you know, also known as your muscles, your hand, your arms are starting to flicker, not work as well as they could. All these can be affected when you got a stuck adhesion scar tissue locked in there like like to become a bone.
0: And so you can actually work with that to help to loosen that, to help to make even the scar tissue more flexible or more movable, I guess?
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: And so you do that through uh, the different techniques that you use as well.
1: Yeah. Again, everybody's body is different, and we use different techniques to test on what therapy we're going to end up doing. Mm
0: -hmm. One of the other things that you use in your practice is something called sound therapy.
1: Uh, correct. Yeah. For a long time, I always uh, had studied sound therapy and and the effects on the body and plants. You know, again, I, I love plants and how pl- plants get affected with sound. Another guy I had studied with, studied from Emoto, and he had studied sound and the different frequencies and he would go around the world and study even different lakes and his study of that was he would take the sample and he would freeze it all right so some parts some of them would freeze into beautiful crystals and others would not all right so he would play sometimes rock music to the to the water as it was freezing and a lot of times if they were playing rock music it would it would distort and look ugly, whereas when he would play beautiful music to it, it would form into a beautiful, perfect crystal like a snowflake, okay? Mm-hmm. So I would continue studying these things, and I was like, this stuff is awesome. So I incorporated sound therapy into my work where I do uh, harmonization to different Indian music, and I use a, also use a singing bowl. Some people have maybe seen singing bowls in yoga classes or whatever, but it's a really amazing thing using uh, that uses sound
0: to help with the healing process.
1: Correct. There I, think I saw another a new study on uh, someone who uses a singing singing bowls and they were actually able to shrink a a tumor.
0: So, and th- sound therapy is something that I think people are going to really start hearing more about. Um, It's really becoming more and more prevalent, even in in just everyday conversations with people. So um, pay attention to that out there when you're starting to hear about sound therapy. Well, Theodore, thank you so much for being with us today. I appreciate your coming in and sharing with us your knowledge and expertise. And for people who want to learn more about what theater does and to make an appointment, you can visit HealingTaj.com. That's Healing taj.com or call 952 1478 and again that's 952 1478 Thank you for joining our conversation today as we awaken to natural health. To read the online edition of Natural Awakening's magazine or to check out our complete online calendar of events, visit naturaltwincities.com. You can find a podcast of this show on am950radio.com on Apple or Google Podcasts. You've been listening to Green Tea Conversations on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota, and I am wishing for you a lovely day.